The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. senses and challenge your beliefs a world where science and religion clash or do they you will meet real people and hear real stories but you will not believe you will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds but you will not believe this is the new england ghost project welcome Afternoon, Ronald. How are you? You know, my wife says better than nothing. Well, you know, we're just enjoying a heat wave, an unexpected heat wave here in little old Britain, and I've spent the last few hours picking potatoes. Oh, that potatoes. Yeah, well, we have a farm in the adjacent field, and their machine came along today and dragged out all of the potatoes and left lots behind for us poor scavengers. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, you've got to feed the poor, haven't you? So, yeah, I guess so. So, once again, England has risen above the world and is now the, the uh, crown of the world. Uh, the rump of the world? I, I, I think no, crown, crown, crown. Oh, you're talking about Wimbledon. Of course I am. Yeah, well, what else is England. there? Nah, we see Murray's Scottish. Oh, here we go with that Scottish, Wales, no, English... No, no, it's the Scots that do it, not... You see, we would count him as British, we would all support him, but the Scots have... You know, he is actually Scottish, and so, you know, the Scots don't get on terribly... They don't really support the English very much, so uh, just pointing out, you know, for the sake of our uh, UK listeners, that we do know that Andy Murray is, in fact, Scottish. Mm-hmm. But we all supported him anyway. Um, yeah. To, apparently, he waited seventy-seven years. I know, I know that's pretty amazing, but uh, whatever. I mean, you guys, you guys have won the right a couple, few times, and you know, I mean, you know, you've got your your glory. We I mean, you held the Olympics. You did a good job with the medals for a, you know such a tiny little country. We'd have won the America's Cup if America hadn't changed the rules on the yacht design as well. <laughs> Can't win Philly, we'll cheat. <laughs> How are you, anyway? Very good. I'm, I'm really excited about this show, by the way. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, I, I was uh, actually saw a uh, video where David Wells calls Mock English the greatest ghost hunter in the world. I mean, that's simply amazing. That, that is a huge accolade. I know, I know. I mean, he's psychic, too, so he must know, right? 
I, well, you know, I mean, who am I to question the, the words and wisdom of a, of a psychic medium? Right. And, and, and we know it's true because it's on the Internet. Uh, it must be true because David said so. Um, I think I think you've just introduced our guest, so I guess we better drag him in and ask him: Is he in fact the greatest paranormal investigator in the world? Mark English. Hello. Good evening. Are we worthy? Oh, um, of course, you're worthy. I, I feel worthy with uh, Steve and Ronald in the room as well. So uh, absolutely. That's awfully generous of you. So how long have you been the... Uh, let's go right the way back to the beginning and find out why you became interested in such a bizarre activity. Um, investigating the paranormal? Well, um... That, I, yeah, well, that, we'll, we'll concentrate on that one. <laughs> that, would, that would be good, wouldn't it? Um, I've been interested for most of my life. Um, actually going out and doing field work, uh, pretty much I think I started about 1990. Uh, very much interested in things like crop circles um, and that kind of thing. Did a lot of crop circle research uh, in, the, in the early 90s. Uh, from a sceptical point of view, scepticism does run through my, my, my life a little bit. Um, and sort of seriously got onto sort of things like ghosts and spirits and hauntings and that kind of thing, probably in the late 90s, um, before actually then going out in the field. Uh, about 2005. So, yeah, it's been with me sort of quite a long time, quite a long time. So, how did you how did you end up as the world's greatest ghost hunter? Right, for your listeners, let, let, let's clear this up right now. No, 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 we're going to go over this. <laughs> no, it's not cleared up. I mean, it, it, I saw it on the internet, Mark. I, I, everything I see on the internet I know is true because I read it on the internet. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> it's it's got to be true, isn't it, Ronald? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, we were doing an event down at Wimmering Manor in, in Portsmouth uh, where the lovely Norrie Miles lives, who a lot of people know. Um, and uh, we just, I just had this little comedy sketch I wanted to do with David. He was there. Uh, we quickly filmed it at the end of the night, probably about four o'clock in the morning, um, and that was it. Uh, but I thought, oh, this is quite nice. I'll put it on the internet. Some people actually believe it to be true, um, but they don't see me passing money to David at the end of £20. Oh, you're so modest. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Mark, can you do me a favour? Could you bring up your volume a little bit? Yes, certainly. Uh, two seconds. How's that? Oh, better, better. Is that better? Yes, I had a, my pr previous microphone died, I'm afraid, and I couldn't, so I've had to use a little bit of a, uh, a rubbishy one, unfortunately, so I'll speak as clearly and loudly as possible. Okay, I mean, we could bring it up on this end, but then, uh, what's his face there? Uh, Steve would be super loud, and it's bad wrong. enough, I hear him now. <laughs> there's, nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with a super loud Steve Parsons. Uh -huh. So I, I have to ask you this. I mean, that, that was a pretty cute little video. Uh, but I, I detected a woman's voice there. I, I, is the uh, the initials on that M N M by any chance? Uh, yes, yes. That that person is in the background. Actually, she's actually on camera. Wow. Yeah, she's doing the camera work for me. Oh, very much so. Yeah, very much so. So, so uh, Mark, you have uh, investigated a lot of places. I, I went on your website. Uh, could you give us your website? Speaking of websites. Uh, yeah, that's uh, www.spiralparanormal.co.uk. 
Mm-hmm. Or just Google world's stuff. best paranormal investigator. Yeah, yeah that, that will do it. And I won't come up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I mean, as I said, I went on your website and I looked under investigations. I mean, it's, it's a pretty cool website. You get all kinds of interesting things on it. But uh, you had a huge listing of, of all these very, very cool places. Uh, and uh, you want to tell us a little bit about some of the ones that really made an impression on the world's greatest investigator. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm never going to live this down, am I? Um, never. a chance. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think it's fair to say, I mean, in England, uh, maybe Steve will back me up here, I think we're a little bit spoilt for fantastic historical properties. I don't live in uh, England, Mark. Oh, you're in Wales, aren't you? That's yeah. right. Oh, here we so, go again. Oh, sorry, Steve. Um, yes, I am uh, English. But, I am English, but I live in Wales. He lives in Wales. I live, until, I live they, in... until they catch me. Yes. Until they catch you. I'm down in Wimbledon where the tennis is. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, they've been, they've, I've been fortunate enough to been, uh, visit a lot of the, um, the, sort of the grand houses and castles. Um, I have got a few particular favourites. I think that's more to do, I've said before, with the history as opposed to the paranormal claims. Places like uh, Wimmering Manor, where that video shot with David was. Uh, Mitchell and Priory, I absolutely love. Um, and uh, we're actually doing something I'm really looking forward to. We're doing an investigation on Saturday at some caves uh, in Surrey, which is uh, a county just below uh, London. Uh, so very much looking forward to that. Uh, the older, as far as I'm concerned, the older the better. You know. Sorry, there was, a, there was a... Did you realise the unintended quip then? I didn't, no. Did I miss that one? You're doing, I, some, oh, caves, you're doing some caves in, in Surrey, which is a county just below London. Yes. Well, I spotted it. I didn't spot it. Am I being... Am I being so, sick? caves beneath London, Surrey. So Surrey's oh. under... Oh, you, you see, sick. you see, you see, you might not be the greatest. It's that whale's humour, ignore it. I just had to say no. that. Robert. It's, yeah, all, it's, it's, it's all about... It's all about precision and mark and i have i mean mark is probably um he's he's regularly contributing on facebook and twitter uh i i think like him and i i think we're both professional spoil sports but he's just yeah better at it than i am um but i think precision being everything um in the mm. in the world of paranormal investigation um he did make a bit of an error yesterday and in fact, it wouldn't, be on the, wouldn't be on the radio oh, uh, for another 50 minutes. That's right. Yes, I got the uh, the American time wrong, didn't I? Yeah. No, you got the British time wrong. We're I on BST. Oh, yeah. whatever. British standard time. Not yeah, summertime. Time. Summertime. Yeah. Honestly, you, are you sure you're the best? Uh, he is the best. No. I mean, that's that's the true sign of the best, when you can't remember things and when you mess things up because your your mind is so intelligent, you just can't deal with mundane things. Actually, it was Einstein that said, uh, he doesn't have to, I don't have to remember a, a darn thing. I just have to remember where on the bookshelf it is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. It was a quote by Einstein. I think I, I, think I might have brought it up into 20th, 21st century parlance, but it was words to that effect. Yes, yes. So, so Mark, I mean, uh, how did you get into paranormal investigating? We always have to ask that question because, you know, uh, I'm curious myself. Most people tell me, oh, you know, they've lived, grew up in a haunted house or they did this and that. I mean, 
and I have none of that. So I'm, I'm so envious of these people that have done that. So how did you get involved in uh, the paranormal investigation, and why would you get involved in paranormal? Um, well, actually, like, I'm actually yeah, once again, I didn't I didn't grow up in a haunted house or have any experiences um, that may. I just, I've always been interested in the unexplained. Um, ever since the, in the 1980s, we had a fabulous uh, magazine that was published over here. Uh, called the Unexplained Magazine, um, and that sort of triggered a real interest in it. Uh, although I, I sort of, when I was a kid, I was sort of in and out of, uh, of, of just reading about it. Um, but about, I say, about 1990, I started to get out in the field a little bit more. Um, I worked in America um, for a couple of years in the in the late 1990s, and when I came back, there seemed to be this big boom. I think thanks to certain TV programs, a big boom in paranormal interest. And I name admit, names. Name names. Oh, most haunted. Uh, and that, I have to admit that that drew me in a little bit more. And I thought, well, actually, I'd like to get out and start doing this. But you know, from a different point of view, the, uh, a little bit more of a, a rational, sceptical point of view, uh, which I think needs to be done um, on investigations. So yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I absolutely love it. I mean, I think <clears throat> especially in the last couple of years, there was a, 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 around 2010, 2011. It seemed to be sort of dropping off a little bit about the the, the popularity and people going out, but I think there are resurgence of interest in the paranormal in the last year or so, um, which I think is quite interesting. But yeah, I hope to you know, carry on doing it until, you know, we're all looking for that that um, golden moment where some great evidence is presented. Um, I'm still waiting for that. I mean, I've had a few experiences uh, which I think are very interesting. Um, but it's just yeah. that moment, you know, that one, <laughs> that one thing, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Quick backpedal. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and Joe, can you hear, can you hear me all right, still? Perfect, perfectly. Well, actually, we could use a little bit more volume. To be honest with you, on my end, and that's just me, probably because I'm old. And according to Facebook, I'm 108. Once again, that's on the internet, so you know it's true. Uh, I've actually just befriended you on Twitter, uh, Ronald. I thought I was actually your friend already, but. Uh, I've just sent you. I've just sent you uh, a request. Yeah, I take anybody. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me some of these amazing experiences you've had that uh, actually has made an impression on the world's greatest paranormal investigator. Oh, where do I start? Though, no, um, I think I mean the of all the investigations I've done, my, I, I'm I'm a little bit different. I'm not particularly looking for that moment, a physical or visual uh, phenomena. What I'm, mm-hmm. my, main, my main interest is psychics and mediums. I like seeing how they work, um, how they, if we take them yeah. out. Cut them out. open, dissect them and dissect see how them. they work. Now, maybe Steve and I are a little bit different here. I'm, I'm, not, a, uh, I'm not a medium or psychic uh, basher much. Um, <laughs> so that's what Steve is. Thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate that. I had my suspicions over the years. Now it has been confirmed, so thank you very much. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Why do people think I've got a downer on the poor misguided psychics? <laughs> the poor misguided psychics. Um, but no, I mean, I'm very much... what With psychics, um, I've worked with quite a few over the years. Um, I'm very much interested in what I call the psychics, who don't even really call themselves psychics, the people under the radar, the ones who are not doing it professionally, the ones who just have, the, have this ability that they don't really shout out about. Um, I have a very good friend of mine, um, who I've known since 1985, 
admitted to me the other day, because she found she didn't realise until all, all this stuff was the paranormal, that she'd had all this stuff since she was a kid. And I, I was astonished, I've done this for about 27 years and had no idea. But she just doesn't speak about it. You know, she doesn't quite know what's going on. They're the people that they interest me, people who've got nothing to prove. And, I, you know, so I think that's a much, there's a lot more um, areas where you can actually probe them a little bit more without, uh, without any agenda attached to it, if you know what I mean. I've just realised I, I, I have a bit of a PR issue going on here, don't I? A people... bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've no idea why people think I have a downer on psychics. I, I don't. No, you don't. No. Maybe I should perhaps go through some of the old shows and play some bits from I, I have an issue with... Uh, you see, I've always said there are three problems with uh, ghost hunting. The first problem is parapsychologists. The second problem is psychic mediums, and the third and most, uh, perhaps the most difficult problem, are ghost hunters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Ryan Kolick. I, <laughs> oh. I put you in a class all of your own, and I didn't, uh, didn't include you in that list, nor Mark, who is the greatest ghost hunter in the world. But seriously, it, it is an absolute problem. I mean, if we take, and if, if you go back over the shows, you'll hear me say it, parapsychologists really shouldn't be allowed out to hunt for ghosts. Well, at least not, un at least not uh, unaccompanied. They only come on TV, so what are you talking about? Psychics and mediums, I find them as intriguing as Mark does, but what I also find intriguing is that, uh, first of all, they've been uh, you know, quite happily plodding away in the seance rooms for 150 years and more, yeah. and all of a sudden... Uh, the law of television and the law of money, they all become ghost hunters and they all start leading ghost investigation groups. And, uh, you know, why are, the, why are they looking for ghosts when they already, you know, know the existence of spirit? Uh, because that's their belief. And what's more bizarre uh, is that they, they come across as, you know, I'm a, I'm a skeptical psychic and I, I want to answer questions. Well, you're either, if you're a psychic medium and you know that you talk to dead people, then. Why you? Why are you claiming to be sceptical and looking for ghosts? Go back yeah, in the room. Yeah, yeah. I know go back in the search room and leave, leave leave ghost hunting to people who do that. It's it's three, you know, ghost hunters draw upon uh, the expertise of a whole raft of of. I don't know. I, d I just wonder why psychics uh, suddenly started to come out uh, from the seance room and into the haunted, ha uh, haunted locations. Is it the law of the money? Am I going to get lynched by all the psychics in about five minutes' time? No, I don't think you are. I mean, you know, I think the, the, you know, the media interest in the last, sort of, since about 2001, has sort of elevated people's perception of mediums and psychics. You know, elevated the desire for money as well. Yeah, you know... <laughs> I mean, personally, this is just a personal thing, you know, usually if I see anything love and light or uh, angels or I am so-and-so psychic medium on their status, I usually run a mile. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more interested in the raw ability. Now, the, the thing I'll have to stress, though, I have to stress this, I'm still not convinced people are talking to dead people. I think something, I think something else is going on. Do you know that's uh, interesting because you've just echoed the words of who... Uh, probably from the world's greatest ghost hunter um, to the world's greatest psychic medium, Eileen Garrett, who, who right throughout her life 
was uh, deeply interested in her faculties and abilities to the point where uh, she set up the Parapsychological Foundation, a research, uh, science-focused research group uh, that's still going today to study the psychic phenomena. And she herself said, uh, right throughout her life, I do not believe I'm talking to dead people. I believe I'm talking to a different part of my brain, um, but I don't understand what's going on. That's very interesting. Oh, I wish everyone would, uh, would say that. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot, uh, there's a lot of... I mean, I mean, we see on Facebook, we see on Twitter all the time, a lot of people seem to have all these answers. Um, but really, they don't, really. You know, I know that people, a lot of mediums maybe are doing it with the right intent, which is great, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it's when they try to have all the answers when really nobody knows what's going on. That's the whole reason for research. Well, you, you've run a, Mark, you've run across some really good mediums, I mean, in, in your research and in your experiences. <laughs> well, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I can only speak to some, to some, I mean, I've got some great guys, you know, great people who... Right, I mean, I just have um, to say, Star Wars Okora, I mean, the super medium. Of course, Star Wars Okora, super medium, um, fantastic, who doesn't look anything like uh, uh, Mark Webb at all. Um, yeah, absolutely. I worked with him. He was fantastic, you know. Mark Webb. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's Devil Sakura. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> I just threw, it totally threw me that, just Devil Sakura. <laughs> Sorry, I was just, my, my mind was racing at the prospect of, um, you know, when, you, when, when Ron had said about running, you'd run across several mediums. I was thinking, yeah, wouldn't I like to do that? Homer, oh. There you go. No wonder where you get your reputation, Steve. You know what I'm saying? I like mediums. Every home should have one for a pet. Yes. Oh, he's on a roll now. Steve's on a roll. I mean, bear in mind, I, I, I also, one of my other things, I do write comedy. So, um, there might, you know, I, 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 think, I think it's healthier for the paranormal to have a little bit of, um, uh, as we say in England. A, a little fun. Yeah. I think you thought you thought people take themselves very seriously, and I don't think it needs it really. Yeah. So we actually have a serious question for you, Mark, uh, which is unusual. But uh, from the uh, Pararex chat room, shouldn't a psychic be where the ghosts are? It's like a surgeon going to where healthy people are. Shouldn't what? So can repeat that. Sorry. Shouldn't a psychic be where the ghosts are? It's like a surgeon going to where, I just missed it, uh, where healthy people are. Well, yeah, I mean, that sort of relates to what Steve was saying earlier on. You know, you, you get, you, I've been on, I'm sure Steve has well, you go on to some of these ghost hunts, I have to admit, I don't like the word ghost hunt, but investigations with mediums who are looking for ghosts, but if they're mediums, they should know that it's there anyway. Um, yeah, it's really? just, you know, a bit like a magnet. They just have to draw them in, uh, surely. So... <coughs> We've uh, we've done. I mean, Mark, you'll know. I've worked with some 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 of the big TV mediums as well. And oh, he's dropping know, names now. Oh my god! No, I'm not dropping any names, but because um, you also you get the opportunity to to put a little. You want to find out whether these abilities are genuine or whether they're you know what they claim. So I asked one once: um, Are you able to detect the presence of a spirit or ghost, or do you have to turn your um, psychic ability on? Can you you know turn it up or down? Um, and they said, No, no. If we go into a place, we know immediately that uh, there's something. There's a spirit there. That, that it's uh, a haunted location. Um, 
which sounds, you know, absolutely fair enough. So we arranged with the particular hotel that uh, we were staying in uh, at the time to have him put into a room that had a oh, reputation oh. of being haunted uh, to the extent that not very many guests would ever spend the night there. Um, mm-hmm. And he slept soundly and didn't pick up on anything. So, well, so can you absolutely maybe the guarantee that, there were those, that place was haunted at the time he was there? Uh, well, funnily enough, the following night, there was a report from a member of staff. Um, so I think possibly the ghost had had a night off. It could very well, you know. I mean, either that, it was afraid of them, you know. I mean, certainly certain some psychics, I, I would be certainly afraid of them if they were, uh, if I came into, uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I, definitely the, afraid question, of them. the question uh, was legitimately asked, should mm-hmm. psychics go to where, where the ghosts are? Uh, but f- you, I, the question I asked, uh, it's it sort of in response to it, is for 150 years since the mid-1840s, psychics have been communicating with the, the spirits of the deceased um, in the seance room, guided by the spirits themselves. The spirits have often given, the, through, the, through the psychics, uh, techniques and methods for aiding communication, passing messages, um, developing techniques. Mm-hmm. Why do they then need to start looking for ghosts? Is 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 what what what's always baffled me? Mm. Because it's only a relatively new phenomena, and it really is driven by television. And it was driven because, let's be honest, ghost hunting isn't great TV. But some guy standing there saying he's a bad nevy. Uh, and then running across the room and throttling somebody makes brilliant television and sells advertising space. Uh, okay. Yeah, or I mean, am I just being a bit cynical? No, no, I mean, you know, I know how TV works. Um, ghost hunters go into the seance room because we know that there's a ghost or a spirit there. We can catch it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I, I think uh, one of the best media the psychics I work with, and they didn't do it professionally, I worked with him for seven years, uh, my friend Alan. Um, he quietly going somewhere saying, no, no, nothing in here. And here's a guy who's actually sort of, I, to the best of my ability, protected him from information about certain places and come out of that information that was backed up, you know. Uh, and I know him well. He suddenly got this ability of 55 out of the blue, which I think is quite unusual as well. And he's one of the few people who really impressed me. Um, but as you're saying, Steve, I, I sort of agree with you, you know. I mean, I have a sort of bit of a different take because I, I don't actually like the word haunted house or haunted place. If spirit exists, it's everywhere, surely. So, you know, you're going to walk, even if a place has got allegedly haunted reports, you can walk in but with, and get absolutely nothing. It doesn't mean that spirits are not there. You know, if you say it can take the day off or, or pops off to spirit land. Um, you know, so I, I don't, I think a lot of the ghost hunting companies that do the uh, overnight vigils, which could be great fun. I mean, I'm doing one on Saturday. They're, they're great fun. But also, why could you pick up on a spirit walking down the street, you know, if they exist, as I say, but isn't it everywhere? It's just, that's just sort of my take on it. I'd like to, uh, we've got a break coming up, but I'd like to pick up on uh, this, um, what you just, you comment about um, ghost hunting for fun, you know, the, mm. uh, the event companies, and your mm-hmm. take on that when we come back after the break. I'm still trying to... Well, he has no, he actually has none because it's now it's time for a break. 
You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Mr. Parascience, Steve Parson, New England's own Van Helsink, Ron Kolick, and our very special guest, the world's greatest ghost hunter, Mark English. And we'll be right back after the following messages right here on Tojanet, Parax, Ghost Channel, and way beyond. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place an oasis in this hectic world. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous, as we give awards to the Parax family. Take 6,427. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kolek, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Maltantis. And we'd like to invite you to tune in. Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so yeah, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And Cemetery Tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get uh, so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, you'll I'll have to get a new co-host. <laughs> I am brave beyond belief. Nothing yeah, we'll see. scares me. Except- so anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Dan and Ron. See you then. And we're back nearly live uh, on Ghost Chronicles International with Van Helsink and me, Mr. Parascience, and our very special guest on Togginet and the Para-X Network, Ghost Channel and Beyond Bizarre and all that sort of stuff that we have to say, Mark English. Hello. There you go. So actually, we... You can tell I got caught out there, can't you? Like a what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I was trying to plug in a, uh, a new headphones to see if I could make myself quieter so that Mark could come up louder. Oh, it's not working. Can you hear me better now? Helpful. 
It's yeah. as crazy accent as I can understand what the hell he's saying. So, um, the Dick Van Dyke Mary Poppins. So oh, anyway, anyways, Mark, uh, I don't, I don't know if this is a joke or not, but Archie from the Parax chat room says, "Are you still involved in Project? What is it? Somebody just moved this on me. Where'd it go? Uh, with Project Ghost Hook? Project Ghost Hook? That's not me. Hook. Don't know mm. what that is. Oh. Project Ghost Hook. Project okay." So evidently it wasn't serious. Yes, yeah, oh, well. frantically Google it. Yeah, there you go. And also, um, we we had one a quick question from the Tojinet chat room. It says, uh, uh, "Psychics go into haunted locations because they want to try to figure out what's happening." Uh, Spooky Pelosa said that the uh, because ghosts don't come out on demand, uh, they just go into these locations to try to understand it. And yeah, Spooky yeah, Palooza yeah. also makes a very valid comment um, that there are two types of psychics, um, uh, what, one of which are trying to understand what they have experienced. And that, you know, that does reflect very much on, for example, Eileen Garrett, who we mentioned mm -hmm. briefly earlier. Hmm. Yeah, very true. Very true. I think there, there are very many different types. I mean, everyone labels themselves as this, that, and the other. Um, but I think there's a clear definition. Uh, about people, not maybe their ability, but also their attitude and their approach to it as well. You know, I mean, I know a lot of, say, a lot of psychics who do go in with the right intent. Um, others, maybe not so much. <laughs> I won't mention names, but, um, you know, that's just, uh, it, it, I always think it's down to intent. If you've got the right intent, that's what it's all about, really. Especially if you, you know, if you're, you're there and you're helping someone. Forget about the, you know, going into, into allegedly haunted places. If you're actually helping someone out on a one-to-one, -one, you know, as long as the intent's there, I think, I think it's okay. I think understand that intent. So, so Mark, I mean, you have evaded this question since the beginning of the show, and oh, uh, I, I, I really want to know about some of your most unusual experiences. I mean, like I said, I, I looked at your website, and you've got a, you visit a lot of cool places, and you, you told me what you kind of like was your favorite, but I mean, what what has impressed you as far as experiences that um, you have had in these locations? Right, um, so yeah, I meant to answer that question, apologies, Ronnie. And um, if you could bring your volume up a little more, it'd be good too, because now that's in a chat room, you've I've got... got my volume on maximum now, so I, I, okay. I, I can't go any, any further, unfortunately. All right, Shout! Shout! Yep. I, I will, I'm an actor, I can um, the, 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 the one time that has really impressed me, and I still have no answer for it, was actually back in 2007. Bear in mind, I don't investigate to get scared. That's not what I'm about. I've never been scared. I've been spooked a few times, but I've never really been scared. Um, was a place called Abington Town Football Club. Um, it's a 1960s football clubhouse. That's British football, I should add. Uh, 1960s football clubhouse just outside of Oxford. Uh, there was a team of us there. We all knew each other. Uh, and we had the most remarkable table tipping that I've ever seen. One of those sort of situations where even now, seven years on, I still scratch my head over. Um, I can't work out what was going on. We were getting taps uh, in the middle of the table, um, reacting to all the questions we were asking. Um, and this table literally was nearly off the floor. 
and quite heavy. If, if people in Britain who know what sort of old style uh, pub tables are like, they're pretty heavy. Um, so to me, that's been sort of the number one scratchhead moment. Uh, since then, a few bits and pieces, nothing really um, outstanding, I would say, because I think to sort of have, I would like to think of an alternate explanation to what that could have been. Uh, but that incident in 2007 still is my sort of number one that really sort of got me really back into it. Mark, do you, do, you th do you think that there's um, a risk that some paranormal investigators are possibly over-sceptical and consider themselves, you know, I mean, almost reluctant to accept the experience uh, as being paranormal? Do you think that's uh, yeah, possibly a problem uh, endemic within uh, paranormal? I mean, that is a fantastic question. And the reason that I, I think that's so good is I, I question that to myself quite a lot. Someone said to me recently, well, Mark, why do you investigate if you're always poo-pooing everything and always criticising and saying, it's not this, it's not that? Well, I do think something's in it. We all do. If we didn't think there's something in it, we wouldn't investigate it, you know. Um... If I kicked a ball about, then I might be interested in football. I'm not interested in football. But, yeah, I, I maybe am, to answer your question, maybe I am too over-sceptical. Um, but I just think if we can get through all, I don't want to say the word nonsense, but all, all what perceived to be paranormal, what we're left, is, we're left with at the end is something that we can really analyse. The thing, the thing is, though, that bit that you're left with at the end is the bit, obviously, that's the most interesting. But... What's all? Think all of the mundane bits, uh, bits and pieces by you know by a process of elimination. Sometimes over months, sometimes over years, they're left with that unexplained something, and yet they still won't say, "I don't know." It's paranormal. It's because. By all of yeah. the all of the definitions that we do have, and they're they're very variable of what constitutes the paranormal. It is it is simply something that is be above normal, beyond normal. Therefore, the bit that you can't explain, surely we should come out of the woodwork once once or twice and say, do you know what? I think that's genuinely paranormal, or or are we just frightened to say it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, I think I, I will probably be the, probably more so than yourself saying, okay, that I don't know what that happened there. Let's class that as paranormal. Um, I mean, can I ask you, Steve? I mean, and you, you, Ronald. I mean, what have you had that sort of that that defining moment where something's happened where you think, ah, okay, I'm not quite sure what happened there. Uh, in my case, yes, and we have publicly said that. It has defeated uh, the, the, the event that took place, defeated all explanation, all attempts at explanation, all attempts at replication, and we were left with no other recourse but to say, if, this, if that wasn't paranormal, then we don't know what the hell is. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's good that someone, you know, in, in your position, in your, and, and a lot of people respect you, Steve, has come out and say that. That's good. And that also hopefully gives it a lot of validity, you know, uh, and it's a valid response saying, hey, yeah, we don't know what that is, and we'll admit that, you know. I, I think, you know, it should be rare. Those sort of events should be exceedingly rare because...
by 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 everything we understand about the paranormal, it should be the very last thing that should take place because all of the normal possibilities, however minimal they might be, must be more likely, in my opinion, than a paranormal explanation. Oh, um, I don't know if I th- agree with you on that. Therefore, once you've eliminated them, we are sometimes left with something. You know, if I can think of a plausible reason why something took place, if I can think of a plausible, rational explanation why something took place, then in my opinion, that has to be more likely than a paranormal one. Well, but, well that's not... That's, well, I, no, I can't let me, agree let with me, you. Let me, no, let me run it to its end, Ron, because... All right, all right. The next bit's important. The danger is, uh, with scepticism, is that you, the explanation starts to sound more bizarre than the possibility of a paranormal explanation. So I think if you're going to offer explanations, they have to be rational, plausible, and reasonable. Because all too often you get these sceptical researchers who... who A sceptic can dismiss everything can poo-poo everything, you know, from uh, trick of the light, trick of the mind, and if all else fails, they made it up, it's a hoax. There comes a point where you have to run off the end of a track and say, do you know what? We've investigated the hell out of this, and there's, there's nothing left. Therefore, it's the closest we're ever going to come. It's paranormal. Hmm. All, that, all that research you did, for example, at Camel Lard, I think... Camelard. Come along, is that Liverpool? Is that, is that up in Liverpool? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, a long investigation, you know, um, and that, that's what it should be all right. It, sometimes we just go in for a couple of hours in a place and hope we find something or we hope we don't, you know. But also with being a sceptic, you know, my, my definition of a sceptic is just, we're just open to more inquiry. Mm-hmm. We're not quick to accept on it. We're open to more inquiry from a rational viewpoint. And rational, being rational is, is not a dirty word. You know, no. we're in, 21st century, we should all be rational. Um, but you say you get what happens with rationality when something comes along, you can't actually right. put a, a definition on. Okay, this has happened, we don't know what happened there. So, how can you be rational when you haven't got an explanation? Then maybe it is, let's quote, in quote, and unquote, paranormal. You know? Do you know, I, I genuinely believe that parapsychology would advance um, its knowledge if it worked from the basis of its results. If we take an example from physics, there are areas of physics where that the physicists themselves do not understand the results. But accepting the results uh, because the experimental design was correct, they accept the results, they use those results as the basis of a new experiment, and from the second experiment they can go back and say, now we understand what took place the first time. With parapsychology... Uh, and there are examples of this, they have a successful experiment. They look at the results. The results are unexpected because perhaps the medium or perhaps the, 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 the system under test scored way above their chance expectations. What parapsychologists try and do is they go back and go, do you know what, the experimental design was wrong. Mm-hmm. And throw the results exactly. out the window. Yeah. Anyways, uh, someone is definitely looking for this uh, project hook. Uh, Peter Underwood, does that ring a bell? Oh, yes. He's one of, one of the greatest paranormal investigators of the last hundred years, really. Um, yeah. 
many they're, they're saying something about fishing hooks and Peter Underwood. That's all I know. Right. <laughs> I might have to Google that to find out what they're talking about. <laughs> all right. So I guess you're, you're unaware of anything on that project, right? I'm, I'm unaware of anything on that project. I'm there you sorry. go. Take the fifth. Oh, you're, you're better off that way, I'm telling you. Or I could use a fifth right now myself, but that's another story. <laughs> I think the... Well, you have those... You have that, yeah. What's it? The the amendment, uh, the... Within your thing, to wear T-shirts? The Americans have the inalienable right to wear T-shirts? I, I don't know that one, but I'm sure we Yeah, the right it. to bear arms. We do. Oh, that's so funny. You're, you're just on a roll today. Oh, is that well? Is that well hot weather? It really is. Yeah, the whale. I know we, we have three three sunny days, and all our, it all goes to hell in a handbasket. But Mark, I'm not letting you off the hook either because I want to because you took, you you raised the subject before the break uh, about these uh, event ghost hunts. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, we, we've both been involved in them, you, you a lot more than me. Um, in fact, both of you a lot more than me. So, I mean, what's your take on it, Mark? Right, uh, I, I have been, you know, a lot of my friends uh, run some very reputable uh, ghost hunting societies. Um, taking the, I think it's a great way of introducing maybe the public who just want to uh, go and experience what uh, they've seen on TV uh, in a, on a ghost hunt. They can also be a lot of fun. They can be a lot of fun. Uh, from my perspective, it was just like going along either to selfing out or also an excuse to get into some of these historic places which we wouldn't normally be able to explore out of hours. Um, but the good thing about it is sometimes, you know, I give my opinion, I can hopefully advise and I don't really do the word educate, um, but I hope you just help people have a good time. As I say, people who've never done it before, it's a great way of introducing to what it is all about. Whether people agree with the results or not, or it's just um, done as a little bit of fun, um, I don't think that's too much of a bad thing. I say, people who've never done it before have no concept or no point of reference of what a ghost hunt should be like. Um, they can be great fun to introduce people to, to, to a new experience, I think. But for serious, but this is it. What you, you know, serious research is analysing your data, really, isn't it? Which you know, Steve, you do very well. Um, I'm the, the only thing, different thing. Maybe you and I is we don't use kit. We don't use any equipment. Um, I, I just don't think there's anything really around at the moment that can really nothing's really designed for what we do. All right, I film our, I film our investigations. If we catch something wonderful, it's very rare. But yeah, but going back to the sort of ghost hunting companies, you know, great way if you haven't done it before and you want to experience being around in the dark, I hope you'd be a little bit spooked. I think they're absolutely fine. I really do. I, I, I echo what you said. I mean, in terms of an entertaining, a spooky night out, um, I, I really don't have any any issues with with it and, and they are a great opportunity to take people who are interested in developing you know in, in the subject and developing their own interest in it and giving them those those first uh, you know the, the first introductions but i think where where my problem uh, lies with them is that a lot of the ghost hunting events are actually sold out or or uh, advertised as genuine investigations, and I think yes, the I danger is that. there. You are, yeah. you know, you're misleading because what you're, it, it really isn't more about entertainment. It really is more about the. It's like you know, come along and take part in your own interactive scary movie.
the scared out of them. But they're being, they're being sold it as a genuine investigation, and I think that's where I have issue. Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been a bit hypocritical there because I've been out and you know investigations with with you know the guests or something with these companies. And I'm seeing people freaking out over something. And I just sort of rolling my eyes a little bit. Going, oh, for goodness sake, you know. But I think it's getting. Well, hold on, Mark. Put yourself in their position that they they've not experienced it before. Or saying that that's come. I've seen people who are experienced, and I still roll my eyes. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, you've got, I've got to put, somehow put my see how they're feeling. On their, you know, some people don't like the dark, so they go on these ghost hunts just purely to get get frightened, and you know, it has that scare factor, which is something you know, personally doesn't interest me. I'm not interested in getting scared. Don't get me wrong; if I ever saw a ghost, which is highly unlikely, if I did see a ghost, you know, I'd break the sound barrier. <laughs> I'd be out of there like a shot. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's a cause, really, isn't it? Ron, you also are. A- you know, you're closely involved in, in a lot of public events, including one that we're both taking part in in September, October. Spirit um, Quest. Spirit Quest, indeed, in in and around the great state of Massachusetts. Oh, I'm envious. I'm envious. But, but, what's your take on it, Ron? What do you think about the these event? public events? Yeah, the public side of it. Uh, th- it depends on what the purpose of the event. So the purpose of a, of a uh, an event is certainly not paranormal research. It's simply to uh, either raise money for either individuals or locations or whatever it is, and to entertain whoever's going to it. I mean, that's as simple as that. It's an event. It's like TV. It's not real. Is it not possible, though, to put an educational and edutainment element into that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is, if you give knowledge, then knowledge is uh, educational. Uh, if you explain certain things, then uh, they're going away with, with, with knowledge, so therefore they're being educated. Uh, but uh, I'm not trying to say that if you go to a paranormal event, a paranormal ghost hunt, it gives you a taste of a ghost hunt, but it certainly isn't a legitimate ghost hunt. Most of the data collected, of course, is, is never retained anywhere other than the, the experiences of the persons involved in it. Mm. And also, I think, as Ron, you said that, I totally agree with you, actually, but also a lot of these, uh, when people do the public ghost hunts, they do a lot of them are charity events, you know, which right. is always a good thing, always a good thing. Every event I do, Mark, is, is uh, a portion of the funds uh, goes to the locations which uh, they're not like the, in the uh, the UK. It's you know the big ones are, uh, but these small ones that I do are historical locations that need money to survive. So when I do an yeah, event, cool. a good portion of it goes to these locations for preservation, because I'm very much involved in preservation. I'm on the, uh, the board of the, uh, the Friends of Wood, uh, Friends of Lighthouses, and I am also was past president of the Merrimack Valley Preservation Group. So uh, preservation is, is important. If it can raise money for these locations and preserve the past, so certainly there's, I, I don't see any harm in doing them. No, I think that's very admirable. I mean, especially around where you are, there's some fantastic locations and historical houses, as you well know. You know, we are, once again, we're sport over here. We've got English Heritage, we've got the National Trust, you know, legislation from the government to protect buildings, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm very much protecting our heritage. 
you know, my late friends, is all, my mate movie is all about setting heritage, so, you know, I, I totally... What, what, I wonder what proportion of the income income stream that's generated from uh, or by these ghost hunting uh, event companies i mean yeah a lot of it does go to charity uh, or a yeah. portion of it goes to charity a obviously the venues get paid uh, and obviously the event companies themselves um <laughs> they're in make it for money. profit i mean, because, I mean because that's, that's why they do it they make money yeah, otherwise exactly. they didn't make money they wouldn't do it i but guess what i don't in the, see no, what in, I, in the, the u.s the it's question. a little different steve i mean the the there are, you know, like the Queen Mary and whatever it is, the Queen Elizabeth, whatever, the boat and uh, Waverly Sanitarium. These places, uh, they charge for a certain money to go in. There are a lot of locations, like some of the ones that you'll be going to, that don't do this as a ghost hunting thing. There are historical uh, places that have done these events and then don't do it all the time, special events for just to raise money. And and so th- there's a difference, I think, than in the U.S. than the U.K. Well, the question, the, the, the point, I, well, the thing I'm trying to get at is what I don't see very often um, mm-hmm. is any portion of that, of the, of the revenue stream being reinvested in serious research into answering because a lot of these uh, in fact just about every uk group now has an events arm or a public access arm to it mm-hmm. um, we don't we don't i said just about everyone um <laughs> there are exceptions but what i don't see is is any money being channeled into research projects? Yes, they might buy a new gadget that they can show off on the next ghost hunt. They might buy some new CCTV mm-hmm. equipment. They might buy some shiny new jackets. But they're not funding research. You know, but you know why, that... Steve? Well, that's the question because, I'm asking. Because there isn't any serious research being done for the most part, uh, especially I'm glad you, you know, in the... the most part. What's that? I'm glad you added for the most part. For the most part, yeah. For the most part, I I I know that there are there are some, but I mean, very few people even know of where the, to look for serious research. Uh, you know, they think the these TV shows are serious research. No, you're uh, dead right. Absolutely dead right. And that's the topic of uh, my my conference presentation at this year's Society for Psychical Research in yeah. September. But uh, you, you know what, fa- Steve, I don't want to cut fa- you off, but we're just about out of time. And I do want to talk a little bit about Mark. Um, you know, we kind of got away from him. We, we talked about ghost stuff and everything. But, you know, I, I do want to learn a little bit more about you, Mark, especially for mm-hmm. us in the States. Uh, you, you said you're involved in TV. Uh, is, is, as a TV, what, what do you do in TV? Oh, no, I don't actually work in TV, but I'm aware of how TV works. So done, yeah, okay, okay. But you, are a, but you are a film producer. You say you are a film producer, so well, I'm a, what... Yeah, I'm a filmmaker, yes. Um, what films do you make, I mean, and how are they distributed, and what's the story on those? Right, uh, I'll give you a little quick brief. Um, I mean, as far as paranormal, I'll start with the paranormal, you know, with our group of Spiral Paranormal, we actually video our efforts, our investigations, not all of them, obviously, really too many, uh, and put them online. We've got nearly 50 episodes online, oh, cool. uh, on YouTube and our Spiral Paranormal website. Um, but also, I'm a filmmaker as well, so uh, primarily I do comedy. Uh, we've done, I'm just editing my second feature film, uh, which has, uses a comedy and there's a lot of paranormal ele- elements in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the comedy is sort of my main my main other area 
Um, also do writing as well. I've written a couple of uh, a book um, about the. Yeah, your book is 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 it serious? Uh, I, I'm not aware of it, but uh, is is it serious research? What 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 is the book about? Once again, give, give the title to. Yeah. Okay, it's called Paranormal Surrey. Uh, Surrey being the county where I live in England, and it's all about the hauntings and the legends and the folklore of my county, coupled with a little bit of history. So it's like an A to Z of you know, like Hampton Court Palace, the famous palace. Uh, associated with Henry VIII involved. It's all the little, it's all the little ghost stories, all from around mm-hmm. my area. Very cool. So yeah, that came and, out. And that's it. available on on Amazon UK and Amazon US. Yes, you, yeah, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, there's a nice forward by Dr. Kieran O'Keefe. So if you, I'm sure a lot of people will know. Really? Uh, yeah, who um, came to our uh, our, our book launch? Um, so yeah, yes, it's, a, it's like my first book. I also used to write the Ghost Voices magazine, it's the magazine over here in England that's no longer uh, um, distributed, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I sort of like to have, to have my hand in quite a few things, you know. My main thing are paranormal and comedy. They're, they're, I know they're totally, well, maybe they're not mutually exclusive, I don't know. Uh, well, I was, just, I was just wondering, is that why uh, you, were the, you were filmed the pilot with Kieran and I, combining the paranormal right, yes. and the comedy? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, is, is that available online? I gotta see that. We got about 30 no, seconds. Never. No, never. There is some great no. comedy in it. There is some yeah. fabulous comedy in it, but uh, not available. No, oh, God. You have to bring a copy with you, Steve. Anyways, about 15 seconds, Mark English. We want to thank you so much for being on the show. And as far as the comedy and paranormal, you know what? We look for invisible people in the dark. If that ain't funny, I don't know what is. So, anyways, <laughs> we want to thank you so much, Mark English. Uh, and, of course, my co-host and the uh, psychic hater himself uh, I love psychics <laughs> Mark quickly give out your website just one more time my friend yeah it's uh, spiralparanormal.co.uk and mine is www.ilovepsychicsalot.com yeah right so until next week for Steve Bass and myself and everyone else here at the station Good night, God bless, and God save the Queen. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us, good Lord.